Yo, 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 what is up? Welcome to the Whiskey Conversation Podcast. Fellas, what's up, man? What up, y'all? What's up, what's up, what's up? You know we straight. It's that time again. Listen here, we back for the first time, the third time. Official this time. But we official. We in the studio, man. Oh, my God. Man, shout out to Elevated Relief, man, for this opportunity allowing us to be in here. We definitely appreciate it. But as always, fellas, we're going to start this off with a toast. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. We do sip the whiskey libations as we go. Libations. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. To a great show. So today we are on Slow and Low. Good morning. Rock and rock, slow and low. We Girl. do uh, sip uh, whiskey, of Girl. course. That's why it's called Whiskey Conversations. We sip we whiskey while we talk. But uh, we're going to go around, man, introduce ourselves uh, for the third time again. For the third time. We don't need time. to know that. We need to sound cooler than we are. I, it, hey, players mess up. It is what it is. <laughs> so we're going to start to the left. How far left? To the left. To the left. To the left. To the left. Everything you own you in a box. To the left. To the left. Since you was at, never at my house. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh. Hey everybody. My hey. name is uh, Mr. Milage. Back at it once again. It's Millage. Millage. Bro, y'all always hate. If you fancy, you say Milage. You gotta explain. Milage. That's like saying Tarjay. I'd like to keep it noted that Tarjay's I've always called you by your name correctly. I was trying to make this short and sweet, but John opened the box already. I call Chick Fil A Chic Fil A. Boy, you just my favorite French restaurant. You feel me? All right, let's go. All right, guys. Let Mr. Millage finish. <laughs> so my name is Brian Millage. Millage like village. However, my brand is called the Millage. If you didn't notice, now you know. I actually style men and women on a daily right. occasions, and I help mm. them get dressed to their best. Ooh. So if you want or need my help, feel free. T h e m i l l a g e dot com. The Millage. So for my nine to five, I actually help homeless children oh. raise. Uh, so I help try to progress their lives and their families. So we end up, you know, fundraising for them, raising awareness, and a few other things. But I'm a part of this great group because I feel like men should come around together at a great round table or a square table or a triangle table, have a good time eating, drinking, and talking about the stuff that everybody else talks about. I don't think we know what this shape is. Yeah, this it's a nice table. That's like an awesome circle. circle. A, a trapezoid rhomboid. Uh, I've never heard it's that. It's a nice table, though. It's a circle, yeah. Uh, so just be ready, guys. It's going to be fun. Appreciate yeah. y'all having me on the group and introducing myself for the third time. All right. <laughs> well, how's it going, everybody out there? Um, my name is Jacob Clayton, also known as the Image Ambassador. The, the, the Image the Ambassador. You the man when people um, only know you by your IG handle. Right, right. <laughs> oh, you the Image Ambassador. That's me. Um, Jacob Clayton. Oh, <laughs> Jacob Clayton is the real name. So Image ain't your first name? <laughs> no, but some people call me that. Really? Some people literally, literally call me well, that. Well, in reference to what... Uh, Brian said it's Amaj Ambassador <laughs> You gotta be fancy with it That's funny cause I got called Mike T the Gen a lot this weekend too That's your name in my phone Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay It's just Mike you know that. I got you as I save people by Instagram names. I do too I got you as Jacob Image Ambassador okay, Hashtag I mean not hashtag But in parentheses My man yeah, so. Yeah. so um in regards to what I do I'm a social entrepreneur um, I'm an empowerment speaker. Um, I travel doing dress for success events at high schools, colleges, universities, churches, and conferences. Um, everything from personal branding and how to properly dress professionally. Um, I'm also a custom clothier, so I sell custom suits, shirts, trousers, um, and menswear accessories. And uh, last but not least, um, I'm a social media specialist, so I pretty much, you know, teach entrepreneurs and influencers how to grow on Instagram, um, everything from content creation to monetization. So 
It's a little bit about me. And again, you can follow me on IG at image underscore ambassador. That was nice. I feel like that was a nice look. I'll try right there. I feel like that was nice. That was smooth. Like we can end the show right there on your description. Let's not. Austin got a lot to say today. Brother Austin, we're going to go ahead with you, man. Okay. I mean, you the, you the least brother, but we're going to go ahead. Just call, yeah. just call me Elmer. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. So my name is Austin. Uh, my Instagram handle is at Gentleman's Avenue. I work in the menswear industry, but I do not sell clothes. I sell an experience. Boy, talk about mm. it. Through church. Luxury. I sell confidence. Church. Wow. I sell opportunity. Church. Through the art of dress. Tabernacle. Oh, my God. That boy good. If you turn your hymnals. Sorry. He went south real quick. Hold on. But I have I have a little bit of skin in the game in the custom clothing industry. It's my passion. It's what I love doing. And I love being around like-minded people. So... Here we are. Let's go to the wild card, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wild card. Wild card. Wild he card. Done eating. <laughs> you get the lettuce at the teeth. Name. Everything. Y'all see why. Everything good. Everything good. <laughs> but uh, my name is Calvin J. Uh, I am a poet slash speaker uh, down here in Dallas, Texas, originally from East St. Louis, Illinois. Mr. Two Buttons. Mr. Two Buttons, <laughs> as some people may call me. This is the rare occasion that all my buttons are buttoned up today. You'll never see it again. <laughs> Look at this man. Look rare, at him. The rare occasion. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, unlike these other gentlemen, I am not a uh, a clothier uh, person persona. I am simply just a poet. Uh, nine to five. I do uh, work as a banker. So that that's a little bit a little bit about me. They call me Wildcard uh, for reasons that you will find out if you tune into this podcast. Real quick. And it, it, it goes zero to 100 very fast. Very fast. Very fast. 100 or 100? 100. 100. There we go. There we go. He's not lying, ladies and gentlemen. He is definitely. H U N N I T. Do it. That's how you spell it. H U N N I T. Shout out to oh, black men. So it's a no, 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 no. T. 100. 100. 100. Got it. Definitely, right. definitely. So I am uh, Michael Anthony Taylor Jr., Mike T, the gent on IG. Uh, I like long walks on the beach. Again, this is not Match.com. Uh, he is pigeon-toed and bow-legged. That's Christian Mingle for everybody tuned in. It's just farmers only. No, you cannot find me on Christian Mingle because I am married. Mm. Oh. married. Okay. With two kids. Shout out to my wife, Christine, and shout out to my kids, my daughter, three years old, Cadence, and my son, who will be one in a week, mm. Michael hey, Anthony hey, Taylor. Hey, Kool-Aid shots next Saturday. We call a- him, A.K.A. <laughs> we call him Tank, baby. That's Happy my boy. Birthday. If you see this boy, he is a tank. He is a tank. He's going to be a Came boss. out 10 pounds. He's almost 30 Jeez. pounds already. He will be a beast. But he, oh yeah, we can't pick him up. No he got more. them Mike jeans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something because I didn't get this belly until I got older. <laughs> so don't be talking about these Mike jeans. Right you know what I'm saying? That's very masculine. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of masculine, I like that how you did that, Brian. That's a good segue. Speaking of masculine, <laughs> that is, here we go. Let's that do is it. the topic for the day. We're talking about masculinity. Hmm. Masculinity. Is it, is it male masculinity or just masculinity? You just said I feel like it's the same. I said what? I think I think male masculinity is redundant because it's yeah. the same. It's a double negative. But we got some wimp. Never mind. No. We're going to talk about masculinity out here today. I'm sorry. I almost went there. But uh, yeah, masculinity. So as it pertains to uh, today's society. So fellas, what, what are your thoughts on masculinity? I have a few myself, but I want to hear from y'all first. Well, let, let, let's have you start, though. Yeah, you know. Since you already have a general idea, let's have you start, and then we'll kind of go off that. Well, I think it's dying. 
Mm. What, what, what do you define as masculinity that's dying, though? Uh, well, I, I, let me say this. I don't want to say, because I know gone are the days or of, you know, old school. I feel like our dads were definitely tougher than us. Their dads were tougher than them. Right. Yep. And so I feel like each, generation with each soft. generation, pretty much, with each generation is getting softer. So I was a, um, I went back and coached my peewee team uh, football. And I just noticed the difference from when we were growing up and playing football to what I was coaching. Mm. And so just some of the the crying and whining, and that, that doesn't mean you're not masculine, but just just little things like that. And I find myself even now being hard on my son because I'm, and he, he's not even one. And so I have to remember that he's a baby. He's crying. I'm like, man, what you crying for? But that's Girl, how he stop being a baby. I mean, oh. that's how he, exactly that's how he lets me know. But it's because I've been around other kids, and I guess other men that I just don't feel like hold hold that masculinity banner. Okay, if, okay. you know what I mean. Am I making sense? If yeah. I'm not, say no, so. You making sense? Okay. Let, let me let me let me branch off on that. All right. Since we're talking masculinity, uh, I feel like a lot of times, um, especially in regards to young men, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times. I, I work with a lot of youth that grow up in single parent households that are being mm-hmm. raised by a single mother. Definitely. Right? So they don't necessarily have, you know, a father um, or a male role model in their lives to look up to. Definitely. And a lot of times, you know, they're being told, be a man, don't cry, suck it up. You can't some you you, you can't tell somebody to be a man and they don't even know what, what a, a man, man is. is. Yep. They don't know how to define it. They've never seen it. They haven't experienced it. So when you tell somebody to, you know, be a man, suck it up, throw some dirt on it, men don't cry, um, it's because they haven't been exposed to those emotions in the first place that they don't know how to react. I, and I definitely agree with you because I myself grew up in a single parent home. But I was fortunate enough that I had enough male figures around me with uncles, older cousins, and things like that that I saw – um, masculinity. I won't say how a man is always supposed to act. Yeah. You know, they did the yeah. best they but could. You had an but, example. I, but I had an example of masculinity. So I definitely agree with you and think that's a huge issue in the fact that we have is because broken homes. Yeah. 100%. And so that's that's what I've come down to. But I was saving that for later. That was going to be the solution. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But and, but I want to. Yeah. Go ahead, Austin. I'm sorry. So one thing uh, when you first brought this up, my my first thought was. Masculinity, especially nowadays, is not something that's celebrated. You know, we, we celebrate, you know, feminism. We celebrate, you know, all these different points of view. And there's nothing wrong with, with women. Women are beautiful. Women are strong. Women are wonderful. Um, but for, for masculinity, it's something that's not um, encouraged. And there's a difference between masculinity and just pure domination. Because a lot of people associate masculinity with pure domination. Like, if I'm not on, on top right of everything then I'm not a man. You can still be a man and admit defeat. I think it takes more of a man to admit that you've been defeated and that you're wrong, you know? So mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a really big component that it's, not, that it's not celebrated. Now, you can still, and, and I think, you know, in masculinity, for me, I always try to be a gentleman. I try to be an elegant gentleman, and I always try to carry myself um, above and beyond what's, what's expected. Um, and, and one thing in the, in the term gentleman is gentle. So, Men can still be gentle. All of our words don't have to be harsh. Like when we're running our bros, we can we can kid and cut up because we know it's not. I'm I'm trying to hurt you. It's just 
that's that's how we bond that's how men's minds work but around women we have to be a little bit different and so our last conversation we talked about gender roles and i had made a comment last time that um, a woman was not made uh, to do everything a man can do a woman was made to do everything a man could not do so it's a puzzle piece that works together for one common goal okay okay Anybody else got anything uh, there? Y'all ready for the wild card? Oh, Jesus. We, hold wild on, Brian. Give your input. because no, we. I want to hear this first. Because <laughs> we, the wild card. I really want to hear this. Let's Let me, go. Oh, Jesus. Y'all pray now. <laughs> Masculinity. <laughs> why you sound, first off. Why you sound like you was about to spit one of your poems? Like, because, like because a spelling bee or something. I think, I think, I think <laughs> when, you talk about, when you talk about kids and football and how how – young boys today are soft and watching them like grow up compared to how we grew up. It's when it's, it's, it's whenever DCFS got in the middle of parenting. That's when that's when masculinity to me went down the drain because we can always talk about we can talk about broken homes. It was broken homes when we were growing up. It's the same story. True. Right. But I think the thing that changed masculinity was the way that parents parent young boys. Yep. Like you mm. there's a lot of parents that let young boys have their way all the time or like throw temper tantrums or things like that instead of disciplining them and showing them no like as a, as a man like yes you can cry if you if you if you're going through something emotionally that's you know affecting you and things like that you can cry but as a man there's certain emotions that you should be taught to have and temperament that you should be taught to have and i feel that parenting hasn't has steered away from that because you can't hit your kid with a belt I got hit with a belt, hanger, broomstick, <laughs> everything. Anything, anything that was anything, near. Facts. Anything. <laughs> yep. And yep. Right. with parenting, you cannot do that anymore. And I think that allows young boys to continue to grow up age after age after age and get this sense of entitlement because they're so used to, well, mom can't hit me because then I could just call the police or call the assistant yep. or I could tell somebody. So they yep. just grow up. Punishment, cool, but punishment don't teach you. Man. Like you don't, yep. you don't learn a temperament from – go to your room or you on punishment for a week that don't that don't that don't train you so do you think and i think i already know the answer to this but i just want to hear you say it mm-hmm. do you think it's manly to cry because some people say I do. Like, I men do. men can't cry will, men don't cry i will say that my whole life i never saw my dad cry i think i maybe saw him cry maybe one time and that was once i that was when like he was on the last week of him living and like stuff started going south. That was the first and only time I ever saw my dad cry. Hmm. But before that, I never saw my dad cry. Never saw my granddad cry. It's like those older those older men, they just they don't cry. Like they don't. They, they, it's they no emotion. Don't. It's stone face. So like when you grow up and you don't see it. Right. Like yeah, like you you we cried like growing up, but from them like. They didn't cry, they didn't cry. Like, or they didn't show emotion. They the, might have cried in their own. Exactly, that's what I was about to say. Own, I think it was when everybody was in the bed right. by yep. themselves. There was a yep. that was their time to release. Because I find, you know, myself, I'm I'm really not a crier. I get emotional, but I don't cry. And so I I probably can count on one hand how many times I've cried in my adult life. You didn't cry after no football game, Mike. No, I was mad, but I didn't <laughs> cry. I know she had some tears after the whole. Oh man, it, it happens. It Listen. happens. But so I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think men cry. I'm not gonna say a real man cry. But you brought up something about parenting, hmm. and I wanted to pose this Touch question. On Touch on it. So with um, this day and age, of course, it's probably our generation is very sexual, right? True. So I've noticed 
than in times before parents have also gotten younger. I was just about True. to say that. So got that, kids raising that was, kids. Exactly. Ain't, ain't no big mama so, no more. So with that being said. Ain't no big mama Exactly. No so with that being said, yeah, your grandmama is like 36 and your mom, never mind. But with that being <laughs> said, is do you think that's an issue with with how young men are being raised with yes. The decline in masculinity. Do you? I, and I'm throwing that throwing that out to everybody. But, Brian, what it, let me hear. We're gonna come back to you, but yeah. Brian, let me hear what you. So I definitely think that's an issue that as our as our parents get younger, a lot of the things that were taught to us are no longer in per, in perspective. They aren't taught to the younger generation. So I feel like as a 16, 17, 18 year old mother, you don't know half the stuff that exactly. your mother was taught at that age, let alone when she was taught in her 30s or her 40s. So mm-hmm. you're having to learn that on the fly as opposed to being taught. And I definitely think when it comes to young men, I mean, due to the fact that a lot of young men were raised by single mothers. So, of course, some mothers have a lot of history, a lot of wisdom that not only they carried through their childhood and their adulthood, but they also gained from marriage or relationships or whatever it is. And so they were able to teach those children or those young men. But if you have a young child, like you all mentioned earlier, teaching a young child, they pretty much learning the same shit at the same time, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. like you're teaching babies how to barely be a child. You get, don't even have the time to teach a child how to be an adult because you're not even an adult yourself. Exactly. And by the time you become an adult, you're having to teach your child what you learned at their age. And it was like a few years ago. Probably. Definitely. So I think that not only when it comes to single parent homes, mothers specifically, that some women have to step up and raise their children to be grown men and grown women. Because they may not have that male figure in their life because they may not be married. Yeah. Or they may have lost their fiance or husband or whatever it may be, and they may have lost the father to their child. Definitely. But needless to say, I think that also that it's okay for women to have some masculinity in them. And I say this because of two reasons. I want to see what the wild card is going to say. But also <laughs> because it has truth to it. I mean, if we go way back, where did women come from? Last time I checked, they came from us. So I'm it's only right that they carry some of our features in some ways, forms, and fashions. And our mindset, especially, because if we can't hold up to our household, who keeps us in check as a male? It's usually the woman. Mm-hmm. So if we don't do right, they got to do right for us and by us and to us and for the ones who bear us or the ones that we bear. So. Definitely. definitely. Let, let, let me, let me hold on real hold quick. On, real quick let me throw this caveat in. I will say I don't want... Any of the single moms or young moms to think that we're coming for y'all, we're no. not because definitely I, not. I came from a single parent home. You so, are beasts. And you my are mom, beast. Yeah, my mom was great oh, and right. did yeah. did her thing as a as for me as a kid growing up. So yeah. we definitely appreciate all single moms. Yeah. I just want to yeah, put that definitely. out there. But we just having a conversation about masculinity yeah. and some of the reasons we feel like it's on a decline. So yeah. Jacob, go ahead. Yeah. Man. Shout out to the single mothers, though, for real. Amen. Um, Amen. That it, it, it takes a strong woman to be a single mother. Um, it's, it's, it's hard being a black woman, period, Amen. in this day and age, straight up. Black women are the strongest women, um, the strongest people on the planet. But this is what I will say just in regards to what you just said. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about this. But I do not believe, and I'll have everybody else chime in, I do not believe a woman can teach a man how to be a man. Yep. They can't. They can't. Like that 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 boy, that child, that kid, that young man is going to have to have another male in his life. Mm-hmm. Period. Brother, if that's in the uncle, form of a father, brother, a brother, a uncle, a um 
it, it, it doesn't matter, but he's going to have to have some sort of father figure or male role model in his life because a woman cannot teach him the same things that a man can. That's period. You know, and a lot of women, you know, feel some type of way about that. You know, when Mother's Day comes around and Father's Day comes around, you know, they say I'm the mother and the father. (laughs) Yeah, I was mom and dad. I'm going to celebrate both holidays. No, you was And that's cool and all, but (laughs) Mother's Day was made for you. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah. the fathers deserve that same respect on their day. You know, there 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 aren't too many fathers running around saying, "We you know I celebrate Father's Day and Mother's Day because I did both." So um, I definitely I, I I don't think mm-hmm. that uh, a, a mother can teach her son how to be a man. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. That's just my perspective. I I have to say that I I definitely agree with that, man. I I do feel like you need some type of male influence. A young boy needs male influence in his life, whether it's uh, verbally or he just has that example of seeing him i will say i've had men that i pulled from in my life i told you i came from a single parent home but i've had and not i say that let me say this my dad was in my life so i'm not gonna say like my dad wasn't in my life so i still had my dad in my life they you know it was just my mom a good majority of the time and so um I, there were still examples around that I that I could see. They might not have always talked to me, but I could see that, you know, chivalry that I'm supposed to open the door or yep. stand up straight, look a man in his eye when you, you know what I mean, when you shake his hand or when you're talking to him. So those examples stuck with me from other men that I've seen and how they carried themselves. Uh, but I, I'd like to hear some more feedback from you guys. Austin, hope you got anything, man. Yeah, there were a lot of rabbit trails that we went off. What was the centralized focus in the question again? So uh, Jacob brought up the point that he feels like uh, that women can't teach a, a boy how to be a man. Yeah, so. I, especially in this day and age, you know, we've, we've lost what masculinity means. And I mean, as I alluded to earlier, we don't necessarily support it and celebrate it, which, you know, too much of anything can definitely be too much. Um, I, I fully believe with what Jacob had said that a man a woman cannot teach a man how to be a man and vice versa a man cannot teach a woman how to be a woman it's just completely different Straight your mindsets up. are different because they're going to be coming from a perspective of this is how i think a man should look or a man telling a woman this is how i think a woman should look and you're just trying to control the other person and you're not celebrating them for who they are so whether it's a close family friend an uncle a grandfather or a father men nowadays just need to step up and they absolutely aren't and it, it's sad mm. to see. And, you know, I've got a lot of friends who their their dads have done terrible things as in not being there or um, intervening too much and just having their thumbs just like, you know, pressed right over them and not allowing them to grow. Um, a great man that I that I follow, Ryan Mishler, uh, he's got a, a company called Order, uh, the Order of Man and great Facebook page, great guy. Uh, he's he's got a he's got a book as well. And uh, one thing that he he talked about in it in a conference that I saw him at, he had mentioned that you should give your kids just enough rope to hang themselves. And I, I kind of pondered that for a little bit. And you start, if you start, please explain that. Yeah. yeah. yeah you <laughs> just enough rope. So you, you've got to, you've got to allow them to fail. You've got to allow them to experience life because life, you know, a lot of people nowadays, I mean, I'm not going to point out specific people, but we, we know a lot of people think that life is just always going to be given to them and that it's always going to be expected of something You've got to go out and you've got to get it. I mean, you might get a lucky break every now and then, but life is hard. Life just sucks at times. It's going to, 
you know, hand oh, you a bad deal. deal. And some people, you know, have the silver spoon in their mouth, but you, you've got to own Even it. Even that come with consequences. Absolutely. And yeah. there, there are consequences to, I mean, either way, an, an easy life or a hard life, but you've got to step up and you've got to own it and you've got to take that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I mean, my, my version of masculinity is based off my faith in Jesus Christ. And people have a different um, perspective on masculinity based on their beliefs, based on their religion or anything like that. So that that's that's necessarily where I stand on that. Definitely, definitely. Here we go. You look like you got something on your mind. Y'all are, hey man. You look hey, like hey, you got hey, something hey, on your hey, brewing hey, over hey, there. Hey, hey, hey. I will say, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't have any any wild <laughs> statements to go along with. I, I agree with each one of you, gentlemen. Uh, I will say, I hate on Father's Day when women make posts saying that. Like giving, the, giving themselves a pat on the back Annoying. for a father's day. Like, no, you are a mother. You are a great mother fulfilling the responsibility of two people because of that void. But mm-hmm. you are a mother. You are not a father. Please allow Father's Day to be for the fathers. Mm-hmm. So, but, I mean, in regards to that, I do feel, again, I don't, I don't, I don't give the single parenting an excuse to masculinity just because growing up I had friends that were single uh products of a single single parent household and they there was like no masculinity loss just because of the way that we grew up now i mean it was the parenting it was the environment that we grew up in to where you know masculinity you had to you had to have that you had to be tough you had to you know be very strong as a man growing up so i think it's just I just think it goes all back to parenting, like just seeing how kids mm-hmm. are raised, seeing how everything's like just given, given to them, like always. You can't, you cannot discipline a child how we got disciplined growing up, and I mm-hmm. feel that is a big factor into why you have a lot of men that struggle with ownership Man. of themselves, accountability of themselves, and kind of just being, kind of being tough-minded or persistent to where it's just like with sports i see see cats play sports all the time and like the stuff that we went through conditioning the hits injuries being hurt Mm -hmm. injured it's just like a good example the nba how the nba has always been 82 games forever Mm. like it's always been 82 games it's always been back to back it's always been 82 games but now with this generation it's an issue playing back to back. It's an issue. Fatigue is an issue now. Same, like, same like, with football. like you you need rest games. Like, if you roll an ankle, you out for a week instead of just going out there and playing. Like, it's it's a, it's a different temperament in these kids now, and I think that is a reflection of parenting and society to where they don't they're not they're not pushed to their maxes to be able to give their best in any situation. They're kind of given a pass. Like, oh, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Or that's okay. You you did enough. Or like, it's this it's, idea. It's, of, it's not the same expectations mm-hmm. that we grew up with. It's and this I, idea of settling and not right. pushing you beyond what right. you think your limits are. Like, speaking of that, let me just say this. I and this is off on the tangent, but I hate participation trophies. Gosh, yes. <laughs> hey, hey, cut it out. Because um, you didn't do anything. My, I cut hate, it out. My child will never I, take stop a participation. I cannot trophy stand ever. a participation trophy. I cannot stand a fourth or fifth place ribbon. And I'm gonna say this is my first wild card statement. I feel Uh-oh. parents. Uh oh. Parents. Uh oh. Parents that allow their children to feel happy off participation trophies are one. 
you realize that your child is trash or whatever sport that they're doing. <laughs> Two, you were probably trash in that sport as well. These so are not the sentiments the parent, so, though. The so, so, so you you need that for your own ego and your child's <laughs> ego because what we train in our kids is when that child that child gets a participation trophy in fifth grade, he gets a participation trophy in sixth grade, he gets a participation trophy in seventh grade, eighth grade. Ain't no participation trophies. You get cut. High school, yeah. you, you really get cut. You yeah. So you, you, don't, you don't teach your Ooh. children at a young age how to deal with not making it or how to deal with not being good enough because with that participation trophy, they're happy. Shouldn't they it mean, shouldn't it mean that you should game. try harder? Yeah, it should. Yeah, but it should. but, should kid, but kids, aren't, kids aren't taught that. Yeah. They're taught to settle because, yes, I was on a – I participated. Mm. Like, I played. No. You showed no. up. I mean, think about up. it. Like, if, if you <laughs> if you walk into a if you walk into you got a, the car, if you walk into a class, I didn't mad. Like, I didn't start. Oh, something. I've got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> if you walk into a classroom and it's he got a participation trophy. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> hey, I just want to say <laughs> thank you, you to uh, whoever this is on Austin's. Christian thank you. Yes, so, thank you. If, if you walk into a classroom and you take a test and you fail and you get none right and you get an F. You don't move on. No, nah, I still nah. need a sticker. So, like, how, how does how I does need, that, I need that gold I still need star. a sticker. I need something. <laughs> but like, how does how does, that make, how does that make any how does that make any sense of like you celebrating failure? Now, it shouldn't be just like, oh, you failed. Like, you need to get better. It's like teaching, like using that as a learning experience. Like, okay, here's where you did not measure up, but here's how you can get there. It's not, hey, just be better. It's where here, let me show you how to get there. And you know, in, in school, like when you're writing down when it's like, show your work. So you can't, for me, I hated showing my work. It's like, I know the answer, bam, bam, there you go. But if I got it wrong, my teacher was able to go back and say, you know what? Look here, this is where you messed mm. up. If you just change this right here, then you would have gotten it right then and there. Mm. So it's using those opportunities to teach you how to not fail in the future. Right. But there is no, there's nothing in this world where you just show up and that's considered a success. Right. I, Nothing. I think, like, even staying on sports, because th I played sports my whole life, so, like, the idea of ma masculinity comes from that whole sports background. And I think, like, what, playing sports as a kid, you have a lot of parents that get involved with the coaching decisions of, oh, yeah. of the team. Definitely. So what happens is every parent wants their child to play the same amount of minutes, or every parent – thinks their child every every parent is not a realist mm -hmm. every parent want, thinks that their child is this superstar their child should be starting hmm. and that's not the case so real quick let me speak to that and that's what got me on participation trophies because you almost hit me in the face by so the way, i'm sorry saying. i apologize <laughs> my brother because right I, I, I told you i coached my little league team right so you give when, out I, when i play huh you give out trophies Yes. Unfortunately, uh -huh. see that's what i'm talking <laughs> so about. when i it wasn't my decision when i played right if you couldn't play, you didn't play. If you trash, you didn't play. You rode the pond, right? So my first year, and I will say, my first year play, ever playing football, I had no knowledge of the game. I sat on the bench. Mm -hmm. Like, our team was cold, and they wasn't finna put me in to mess it up. You know when I got in? When we when there was a blowout and two-point conversion. You was part of that 2020 facts. club. Pretty much. We called, we called the 2020 club in basketball. 20 up, 20 down. Yeah. <laughs> no, facts. Well, you clear the bench. All right, now go ahead. So when I started coaching, right, we had to uh, – each kid had to get at least two plays. Mm. And we lost a game because of that. So we put one of our weaker – one of the weaker kids on kickoff just to 
Get and they there. ran right by him. <laughs> ran, Do it first play, get it ran done. Ran right by him. Get over it. You know what I'm saying? And so that that's one of the things that got me on, on that. And so I, I feel that that uh, is part of the reason because we do, we're, we're kind of like babying them. Mm-hmm. Parent, parents don't teach their kids and, how to be better. Exactly. And for me, I, I feel like that, I say the way we grew up, kind of prepared, almost prepared us for life that you're not going to get a uh, a certificate or a ribbon or participation trophy just yep. just for showing up. Okay. You know what I mean? And that's what you really get paid for just showing up. Man, talk about it. Listen. But you know what I'm saying? And so that's that's what I feel like one of the changes are is that too cuz we're coddling there it is, coddling mm-hmm. kids now. Real real quick. So one of your viewers had asked a, a question and I want to read this out loud. It said, I did grow up in a father figure in my life, but for me it was a choice to be a man that I am. Not because of my father, it was my choice. And that was actually something that hmm. um, I experienced very... So thank you so much for saying that because that's exactly how I felt because my father always taught me to grow up and how to be a man. Um, but when I finally got to the point understanding what it looks like to be a man, to step up and finally realize what that looked like, it was actually one day where I, I said, you know what? You had to make a choice. Yeah, so I'm going to be a man. And I told my roommate, he's, 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 Nick, he's a brother to me. And I told him, I said, man... I feel like a man, and I said it confident. Not like, not like I'm, I'm a man, and that's what I. Th- that's I'm, I'm going to feel that way. It's <laughs> no. I said, Cody, I'm, I'm a man, and I'm going to walk out in that way. It's not like, well, I'm a man. I get all these women or anything like that. I'm awkward, so I don't get a lot of women. But that's not the point. The lies. What I was, what I was trying to get at the was lies. DMs probably be popping. The no, lies. they're not. Anyway, yes, but what are. I was trying to say is that I stepped up and I and I realized that you know what there are a lot of areas where I fail, and I need to take responsibility of that. My finances. Um, and, and this is not in order, but my finances, my relationship with God, my relationship with my family, uh, my everyday day-to-day responsibilities in my in my job, those are things that a man does. He takes care of his home. And so if I'm not preparing myself now to be a good husband, what makes me think in my deluded mind that I'm going to be a good husband when the wom- when that woman finally walks in? All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's rewind. Let's bring it back. Oh, All right. Uh, how to make, how many guys do we have at this table that came from a single parent household? We got one, two. I just want to hear from you two. Do you feel like coming from a single parent household affected you um, either positively or negatively? And then I'll give my perspective on that situation. And I love the fact that Austin just talked about finance, right? And that's something that I'd like to touch on too is – um, you know, even being in a relationship with a woman that makes more money than you, does that make you feel less masculine? Is it de- right? De-masculate? Yeah. De-masculate. So let's um let's get that um single parent perspective first, and then let's talk about finance. So I think for me, uh, being raised in a single parent household for a majority of my time, my adolescence, it was impactful to me because I was able to see positive or negative, positively impacted by it and affected by it. Two reasons being. I saw how my mo- my mother struggled with having a husband and then not having a husband because of the way he was acting outside of that relationship and what it did to her mentally and emotionally, but how she grew from it. And in a mm. sense, I also grew along with her realizing that, man, I don't need anybody else to be happy. I can actually do good by my damn self. But in addition to that, second, my mom was also able to find love elsewhere and was able to find a real love elsewhere as well, but 
to find a real man in addition to that. She found somebody who could support her mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. She found somebody that could help her financially. She found somebody that she was compatible with. Stella got her groove. She back. got her groove back and kept it. <laughs> mama still got it. Shout out, Mama. Shout out, Mama. What's up? Mama Smooth. Mama Stella Miller. To the Melange Mom. Yeah. But it's cool and it's great to see how my mom was in a position to where she was crying every day. And that's where I learned to cry. I cried with my mom, not knowing what all she was going through, but seeing how she came home and how it affected me. But then when I was able to see her stop crying because of a gentleman that came into her life and loved me like I was his own, and he still has no child that belongs to quote-unquote him. He's been a stepdad all his life, but he treats me like I'm his blood. Like That was phenomenal to me to find a man who could love Somebody else's child more than he loved himself. That's so rare. Shout out to the men that and do that. It was impactful Preach. to learn from that, to see how he treated my mom, to see how he treated mm. me, to see how he calls my grandfather, my mom's dad, his dad. And that's where I kind of learned that you don't need anybody to be happy, but you can be happier if you have somebody that's from the same chord as you, that's from the same path as you, that has the same mindset as you, that has yeah. the same. Yeah. Uh, I would say hopes and wishes and dreams as you do. That's fine that somebody that my mom says is equally yoked with you. Yes, and I sir. think that she found that person. So I I definitely think that being raised by a single parent impacted me positively okay. on the um, scene that I was able to see both dimensions of it. Okay. So, so for me, I'd have to say, uh, and I hate to straddle the fence, but I'm neutral. So I won't say positively or negatively but what it did for me was one same with with what brian said i saw my my mom struggle some and she you know was able to go back to school get her degree very proud of her for that but one of the things that it and and so it made me not want to go through that and Mm -hmm. know that i could push push harder and make sure that i don't struggle or my family doesn't struggle two what it did in the reverse was I didn't have that example of what a whole home looked like mm. or what a marriage, you know, what a marriage looked like, what a, uh, what a husband should do. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm, I'm learning on the fly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Being married now is like you get these things and wife, my wife is like, hey, Need you do this? Need yeah. you do that? Where is this list that of stuff that? Uh, <laughs> what, uh, what what book did this come from? The honey list. What the honey list? Where is this list? And why don't I know about it? And and for that is because so when my dad left, I was ten years old. Mm-hmm. So I don't comprehend what I'm supposed. You know what I mean? At that age, I'm not getting. And he did stuff around the house and did you know what he was supposed to do? But I'm not getting. You know what I'm? I'm not paying attention. I'm ten years old, but. So I, that's why I say I'm neutral because it there was two things I got from it. One helped me and then one kind of has hindered me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so has been been a lesson for me and and made me I say work I definitely had to work harder cuz I'm I'm still playing it by ear trying to figure it out. And to say this and kind of add on, I also want to say that there's no there's no book on the perfect way to parent. There's no book on the perfect way to be a spouse. There's no book on how to do these things. And even if it may be, the people who wrote it 
they don't live your lifestyle. You yeah. don't live their yeah. lifestyle. It's specifically yep. written for them, by them, and most likely to them. And so my thing is, a lot of our parents, matter, I mean, they, they raised some, some good men here, but there's still certain things, as Mike mentioned, that we haven't learned from them. And we have to learn on the fly. And I think that that's a part of adulthood. That's a part of parenthood. That's a part of masculinity, femininity. That's a part of almost any, any person's life is that even though you can write a book to do something better, experience is still a hell of a lesson. Yeah. And so I think that, uh, that men, you have to learn how to be men by yourself with the help of other men women. You have to learn how to be women through yourself and through other positive women. I think that for any individual, you learn, have to, you learn how to be you by living through you, your life, your experiences, your perspective your daily occasions and so forth and so on. So I commend every person around this table. I commend every person out there. I commend every parent, single or together with a spouse or relationship or whatever it may be, because you are who you are because of you, your experiences, what you've been through, and what you go through on a daily basis. So just shout out to y'all who are doing it. All right, fact. But um, what I will say is um, I grew up, of course, with both my parents, but my parents have been separated for a very extensive period of time. Um, and I'll start by saying uh, I don't have a great relationship with my father. My father actually lives in Texas only an hour away from me, and we haven't talked in over two years, wow. right? Um, I don't have a great relationship with my father, but he was present. But my father was present. I don't come from a single parent household. I come from a. Um, Would you say split? From a from a split household. People people consider me to be what they call a latchkey kid, and that means you um, almost raised yourself. I come from a household where both my mother and my father worked full time jobs. So you know when I got up. For school, there was nobody home because they had already left for work. When I got home from school, there was nobody home because they were still at work, right? And so we almost end up raising ourselves to a certain extent. So you, you know, been, my parents would come. noodles for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, you know, my parents would come home at 7 o'clock at night. They bring dinner. We go to sleep, and we wake up and do the same thing over again. And so while I had a father in my life, I almost feel like he provided the bare minimum. Right. He provided a roof over my head. He kept food on the table. But emotionally. Right. Um, my, my father didn't do much for me. And I will say that I've longed, you know, for a really long time for a relationship with my father. And when I start a family, I'm going to make sure that I have a great relationship with my son or my daughter, um, whichever that may be. But um, it, it, it did affect me both positively and negatively, to your point. Um, it really taught me how a man should treat his son and how a man should treat his daughter. And it really taught me um, how I need to move forward with my family when I have one. So, hey, Jacob, based off what hold on, hold on. I, and I didn't mean to cut you off because I really got to talk on this because, and I'll be transparent in my own life. That is one of the things, right, that you just talked about that I have had to adjust hmm. and learn how to do. Is not only being there financially for family. It's more than that. 
It's definitely more it's than more that. It's more than that. And so, that's what you're supposed to do. Exactly, exactly. That's what you're supposed to do. And so, so for me, I felt like I thought as long as I was providing for my family, I was good. Mm. You know what I mean? So much more. As long as I'm providing financially, bills paid, we got food on the table, we're good. It's more than that. And so there's definitely more than that. It's more than that for, you know, for a spouse. You have to be there for her emotionally as well, but your kids also. And so me and my wife had that conversation. She was like, you know, Mike, I get it. And we appreciate that. We appreciate you hustling. You go from your regular job and then you go out and you try to slang these suits. Mm-hmm. You know, we appreciate that. But there has to be some time for your kids. Kids you know want to just saying? want a relationship. They don't, they don't see you or... Or you on your phone when yeah. you know what I mean, and that's a struggle, of course, too. Because I'm being the on my they phone. Want daddy. They exactly. Mm-hmm. They just want you to play with them. Yeah. Like before I came here, my daughter was just we was having fun, me fake chasing her around the house, and so kids need more than that. And so that's one of the things that I've had to adjust to and learn. And so that's why I had to speak to that when you when you brought it up. Yeah. But Austin, you had something to say. Go ahead. Well, it's really I, I wanted to get Jacob to speak, but I. Um, Jacob and I like we're we're tight. He's he's a good bro of mine, and I know a little bit of uh, about his background. And if you're comfortable with this, um, mm-hmm. I'd like you to touch on talking about your relationship with Dr. Alex Ellis because uh, when I first met you, you introduced me, or he introduced you to me as your as his son. And so, would you talk a little bit about that relationship? That even though you didn't have your 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 actual biological father there, how Alex stepped in and he he became a man, if not the man in your life. Would, mm-hmm. would you be okay with talking about that yeah, a little bit? Yeah, I'll talk on that. And that's what this podcast is about. It's about being transparent. Um, I know for a fact if this is free me, that it'll free somebody else that's listening to this. So uh, I have a mentor in my life. His name is Dr. Alex Ellis. Um, I met him in 2015, and he has literally changed my life. What started off as a mentor-mentee relationship has quickly developed into almost a father-son relationship. Um, and y'all talk every day, don't you? We or talk every it. single day. That's awesome. While I, t- well, while I haven't talked to my dad in like the last two and a, two and a half years, I've talked to him every day for the last two and a half years. Shout out to and, Dr. Alex Ellis. And, and he's taught me what it really is to be a man. Not only do we talk about politics, not only do we talk about finance, not only do we talk about business, but we're talking about what it is to be a man. We talk about um, um, how to treat women. We talk about um, masculinity. We talk about spirituality. We talk about all of these things. And the relationship that I have with him is the relationship that I long for with my biological father, right? And, and what I will say is that it's called, it's called a strain. And the relationship that I have with my biological father, because he knows about my mentor, Dr. Alex Ellis, and he's uncomfortable with how close we are. Right. And and it's not that I despise my dad. It's not that I, um, you know, have, you know, any ill feeling towards my father, but he's just never been able to provide me with the emotional support that I need. Right. And um and it's real and that's why and that's why I'm so, you know, adamant about the fact that men need a father figure in their life and it doesn't have anything to do with finance. Yep. Like the least that you should do is 
you know, keep a roof over my head and food on the table. That's what you're supposed to do as a man. That's a bare but providing that emotional support is what young boys long for. And that's where I feel like we missed the mark. Men need men to be men. Definitely. Definitely, definitely, man. And we're going to definitely go ahead and end it on that, man. Fellas, I appreciate you guys for for chiming in and giving all your feedback. Uh, IG Live, we appreciate y'all for sending your questions, giving your feedback, and tuning in. And shout out to uh, to the place that we're recording at. I Elevated like, Relief. There you go. Elevated, Elevated Relief. Hey, that was Texas. Shout out to you, man. Hey, appreciate man. Our engineer man. over there you, holding it down. Look doing this. this. Like, we got an engineer, y'all. What's up? We fancy. Uh, we got yeah, we legit we now. Live, baby. We live. We got an engineer. But we're going to go ahead and give where we can all be reached. Give your social media starting with you, Mr. Malage. Hey, Mr. Malage. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore M-I-L-L-A-G-E. All right, this is Jacob Clayton. Y'all can catch me on IG at image underscore ambassador. You can find me at at Gentleman's Avenue. Find me at Calvin. That's Calvin spelled with a K. <laughs> Why you say that so smooth? <laughs> you, can find, you can find me at Calvin. I'm the latest man. They call me Mr. Two Buttons. <laughs> I be spitting that poetry, and we gonna have and Calvin. Haters gonna hate. We haters gonna have gonna Calvin hate. spit one of his. Get your old. Haters gonna hate. But <laughs> we uh, gonna have Calvin spit one of his poems one one day. So so y'all ready? be looking out for be that. For but that. The, the IG is Calvin with a K. Um, Calvin underscore underscore J on IG. Calvin underscore underscore J. And I am Michael Taylor. You can find me on IG at Mike T the Gent. That's Mike T underscore. The gent. You can also check me out on Franklin and Anthony. That is my soup company. I am a partner in with my boy Frank. Shout out to you, quite Frank. Let's go, quite Frank. And uh, also, I'm plugging everybody. Black Dandies. Uh, we're actually hey. having an event this weekend. So if you are in the Dallas area, please come through and check us out. Three to seven. And, and show uh, up, show up looking good. Yeah, yeah you do we, look we good. dress fly. It is the dolls please. and dandies, and three of us here are actually Black Dandies. They just, follow they us just alluded so, on IG as well. So follow us on IG at Black Dandies, and we definitely appreciate that. But gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. We're gonna close it out how we started it with a toast. Hey, we already everybody got something in their glass. Oh yeah, always ready. So raise your glass to masculinity. 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 Hey. Thank y'all who got it. All right, thank y'all.